Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm your host, Josh Nichols, and it's day two of my daily episodes. I am, I've got a two-day streak going. Let's hear a round of applause for that. Uh, anyway, yeah, so, yeah, I'm very full from Thanksgiving. Um, I personally had four different Thanksgiving meals, and that's a lot. That's a lot of Thanksgiving. Uh, anyway, so, that you're not here to hear about how full I am. Um, I want to talk about... Something I discussed with one of my players recently, he, this particular player, felt like he was just a different golfer from one day to the next. He he felt like he was just never the same golfer. He was like super inconsistent and um, just never, never really knew what what golfer was going to show up from one day to the next. So it kind of inspired me to write a little bit about it. Uh, because I think a lot of golfers have that feeling. They they have that feeling of, man, it's just I I have no clue what golfer is going to show up tomorrow or today. Uh, if I shot a good score yesterday, uh, why can't I shoot a good score tomorrow? Or I really hope to shoot a good score tomorrow. Or there's no chance I shoot a good score tomorrow. So why is it so hard to play the same from one day to the next? Why is that so rare? I mean, you know it. It you shoot a good score of 68 one day, and the next day you shoot 77. Or you shoot a good 79 one day, and the next you shoot 85. It's so rare to shoot 68 one day and 67 the next, or 79 one day and 76 the next. Why? Why is it so hard to shoot lower the next day? And, and like, why is it so much more common to shoot higher? Or... Or why can't you shoot the same score, even if it's a 75 and average? Why can't you shoot that the same every day? And if you don't put a lot of thought into it, your first thought is because maybe you're a different golfer than you were yesterday. And I looked it up. Scientifically and technically speaking, that might actually be true. Your body is literally changing every day. Your body goes this through this whole range of changes of physical and I guess, physiological changes every single day, and you don't wake up the same as you were the previous evening. Something about sleep changes your body composition and whatever, and and it changes throughout the day. But that aside, if you really look close, you're, you're really the same golfer every day. Nothing about your swing can change dramatically overnight. I mean... Think about this, if it were so, if you could change dramatically overnight, then that swing change that you've been working on for weeks or months or years even would be an overnight fix. So even if you wanted to, your swing doesn't change that quickly. So go ahead and throw that thought into the trash can. It you you feel like you feel like my game changed completely overnight. I, I lost my swing. I, I can no longer putt. I I felt so good on the greens yesterday, and I show up today, and I've got nothing. I, I feel like a totally different golfer. That that just doesn't happen. You're, you're not. You're not a totally different golfer. You're really the same golfer. 
But the thing that most of us just don't take into account is that maybe we have a wider range of ability than we think. We all, we all pin ourselves onto a certain score. I'm a 74 golfer. So when I shoot a 68 or a 79 or an 82 or whatever, that's because I'm a different golfer. Because I'm a 74. I, I, I don't shoot different than that. But we don't take into account that we have a wider range of ability than we think. Every player has an A game, a B game, and a C game. Every player has great shots, average shots, and bad shots. Every player has good scores, normal scores, and bad scores. Dustin Johnson has this. Seyun Kim has this. And so does the worst golfer you know. The, the, the player that averages, that tent seems to shoot 105 every single time they play, even they have a, a range of ability. Sometimes they shoot 98. Sometimes they shoot 120. The, usually the better the golfer, the, the more narrow the range of ability, and the worse the golfer, the wider the range of ability. And, and the breakdown of how often each of those games happen is, is like this. Try to follow me on some of these numbers. Your A game happens about 16% of the time. Your B game happens about 68% of the time. And your C game is about like your A game. It happens about 16% of the time. So if you're like me, you probably feel like your C game happens way more than that. Like you just, you're always playing crummy. Like there's no way my worst game only happens 16% of the time. Like when, when you hear about my B game and that's 68% of the time, that sounds like how often I play terrible. But I think what you'll find is that what happens most often is actually your B game. That is your average run-of-the-mill game. So if you feel like you're always shooting 78, even though you want to be shooting 73 on average, then 78 might actually be your B game. That happens the bulk of the time. So I challenge you to come up with a rating system for ranking your shots. Uh, this is it's pretty simple. I mean, you hit a shot, you rate each shot A, B, or C based on whatever criteria you want. Maybe it's strike quality, like how how solid you hit it. Maybe it's distance, like did you hit it to the distance that you expected? Maybe it's proximity to your intended target. That's probably a really good one. Like you aimed here, how close did you get to that? Rate it A, B, or C. You know, if you hit it within... 10 yards of your target, it's A. If you hit it 10 to 20, it's B. If you hit it 20 to 30 yards from your target, it's a C shot. Anything, any one of those ranking systems. And if you rank every shot based on the same criteria, given enough time, your the pattern of your shots will follow the shape of a bell curve. They Imagine the shape of a bell. That on the far left, the very small part of the bell on the left, that's kind of your C game shots. And then the bulk of the curve in the middle is your B game shots. It's That's the most volume of your shots is right there in the middle. And then on the far right, the small part of the curve on the far right, that's your A game. And that's, that's that tiny little 16% of the time that you 
have your best shots or your best scores. So given enough shots or rounds, your results will follow this curve. It's just a, it's a law of numbers. It's not, I'm not making this up. It's not particular, it's not specific to golf. It's just the law of, of numbers, the law of average shots, as my mentor, Robert Linville says, uh, it's just, it's just the pattern that if you track all your shots, they'll follow that. It's just reality. So how does this info help? You're, you're saying, I still feel like I never play as good as I want to. Like this curve doesn't help me, help me play better. And I agree. It doesn't just, this is just the reality of the matter. So now that this is reality, the, the bell curve can actually be really good news. The, the breakdown of C, B, and A can actually be really good news. So let's say your best scores are usually around 68. Your average scores are kind of around 74, kind of that mid-70s. And your worst round is around 80. And, you know, your, your bad rounds, you kind of tip into the 80s sometimes. And, of course, you want to shoot 68 all the time. But the bell curve concept helps you be okay that you don't. Because statistically speaking, you'll really only shoot those great scores about 16% of the time. So, yeah, you want to shoot 68. Yes. <laughs> I think everyone wants to shoot 68 all the time. I don't, there's no one that shoots 68 all the time. It's rare. I mean, Tiger at his best probably came close to shooting 68 all the time. Dustin Johnson right now probably comes close to that. But it's super rare. Because statistically speaking, even those players, their their great scores only happen 16% of the time. And likewise, on the other end of the spectrum, on the other end of the bell curve, an 80 here and there feels like the end of the world. You feel like, how can I shoot 68 sometimes and then an 80 randomly out of nowhere? How can that even happen? It feels like your game just shattered. If you like, you feel like you're a totally different golfer than you were before. But you know now, based on the bell curve concept, that those rounds really don't happen that often. You you know that shooting a random eighty here and there doesn't actually happen that often. It, your worst scores only happen sixteen percent of the time. So you can rest easy to know. That if you just stay composed and focused, you'll be back to your average of 74-ish in no time. The score is you kind of shoot 68% of the time, the 73, 74, 75s. So in those moments where you feel like it's just going terrible, just stay composed, stay focused. You'll, you'll get back to your average. It's just, it's what happens. That's the law of average shots. That's just the law of numbers. You'll get back there. Golfers can be really hard on themselves. I'm sure you can be really hard on yourself. So you can use this concept to be more okay with how you play currently. You can be more okay that you're not always shooting the score that you want, the 68, because it's kind of rare according to the law of average shots. And you can be okay when you shoot that random 80 it's okay because it's kind of rare, actually. Uh, it really doesn't happen that often, according to the law of average shots. So 
you can rest easy to know those those two extremes don't happen that often, so you can manage your expectations. But don't stop there. Don't stop with that reality. How you can get better is by working on your game to make your A game better, to make your B game, the bulk of your shots, the bulk of your scores, you can make that better. And and your C game, you can make it better. So you don't shoot that 80 16% of the time, you shoot it 2.5% of the time. And and then kind of a 78 moves up in the bell curve and and all of a sudden your B game becomes a 72 or a 73. And and that happens most of the time. So that's where practice and hard work comes in and quality practice. That's where that comes in is is helping you move your bell curve forward and your best scores all of a sudden are 67 and 66. And we're talking really high level golf here. It's hard to move your A game that far forward quickly. But the bulk of the people listening to this and probably the the games of people that listen to this probably follow a bell curve of most golfers shoot, I don't know, high 70s, low 80s, mid 80s, I don't really know. But the bulk of golfers listening to this probably shoot in that range. You can work on your game to where your best scores aren't 77 or 78. It can get down to 75, 74, 73. You can do that. Like That's not impossible. So this concept, while it doesn't in and of itself make you better, it can help you manage your expectations. And I think that's one of the most important things, tools to have in your tool belt. And we got we got Charlie over here meowing at me. What's up, girl? <laughs> Charlie's my cat. You can probably hear. So yeah, take it from Charlie. Use the bell curve concept to help you manage your expectations and get to work. Make your game better. All right. Thanks for listening to The Mental Golf Show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you loved it, rate it. If you liked it, maybe share it. Yeah, share it, right, Charlie? <laughs> yeah. Share it with someone that you know this could help. Um, anyway, yeah, we will catch you guys, hey, tomorrow, right? If this is a daily, daily show. Yeah, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. All right, see ya.